We're clear for takeoff. Everybody, welcome everybody. It's a time for another Kings of the Heart episode. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, joined with my brother in crime, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you doing this morning, my man? I'm doing I'm doing good, man. It's always good to see you. Man, it's you good know, to be I know seen. I'm a little undressed. <laughs> you always you always dressed to well, for, impress, the, for so. those people for those people who yeah. aren't watching who can't see us, John actually has clothes on. <laughs> he doesn't have formal clothes on. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank He's, he you. Is I don't want to let the people know I am dressed. This is this is an appropriate show. Yes, okay. Right. This is right. appropriate. Appropriate for my eyes too, man. I don't think I need to see you bare chested in the morning. <laughs> that's not the way nah, we nah. roll. You my boy and nah. all, but that's not where we need to go with this. Look at we are man, we on the same page. We are definitely on the same page. And we are also in the midst of a healthy relationship series we've been doing for the past few weeks. Hope you, hopefully you've been able to check it out and just keep in tune with everything we've been talking about. Um, last week we talked about fairness and negotiation. But this week, we kind of hinted on it a little bit last time, but we're talking this week about shared responsibility and what that looks like. But we figured, let's not do this by ourselves. Let's bring in a guest. And so what we did was we reached out to another fellow licensed marriage and family therapist, the wonderful, the brilliant, Miss Erica St. Bernard. Erica, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, thank you for accepting. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. This one right here is just, you'll see. She's absolutely brilliant, um, has a lot of good knowledge, has been doing this for a while. And um, I'll stop bragging on you for now. They'll see for themselves as we move forward. But like we said, today's topic is share responsibility. And so just to break it open, Dr. Hart, when you think about share responsibility and what it means to a relationship, how is the best way to approach, with, especially with your couples, how to approach them about what, who needs to be doing what in the household or even just throughout life with each other? How do you even approach your, your couples about that? About, about share responsibility? About, yeah, about how, how they right? how they sharing the responsibility. Oh, it's, well, it's, what what it's, is share um, responsibility? Let's just try that. <laughs> what is share responsibility? Yeah, well, right. Well, like I think when I think shared, I immediately think of joint. Right. I mm-hmm. think of joint. I think of partnership. I think right. of uh, a process. I think of flexibility. Right. When I think of shared responsibility, I don't think of it as static. And Brother Rick, I know you and I have been talking about this for a minute now. Always. I think some folks, some folks think that, well, when we met, I was doing the dishes and they was doing the laundry. And then 10 years later, they're still trying to run the same play. Mm-hmm. And I think for our listeners, um, I think it's important that um, we keep stressing that when you think of shared responsibility, um, you have to think about it in terms of partnership. You got to think about your needs, your partner's needs. But let me also add this, your schedule and your partner's schedule. Right. right? I mean, right. everybody more than ever is busier than ever. Right. So um, that, that's why we need to stress flexibility. Um, mm. Kids come, kids go. Right. Um, people got pets. Um, people are not even working. I was telling my wife the other day, you look at the world's economy, people are not even working the standard nine to five, right? right. I mean, so oh, especially right now. Very, right. We need to be very mindful of, of 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 the shared responsibilities and 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 we need to do that through a vehicle called communication. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Now, Eric, I have a question for you. You know, why sure. is responsibility such a, a important topic when it comes to relationships? Generally, because we make assumptions about mm. who will do what, yeah, when, true. and how, Correct. right? And Correct. that's usually <laughs> informed by what we saw or did not see. Mm-hmm. So if we grew up in a single parent home, we might think that, oh, now that I have help, I don't have to do all this. Right. Or because my daddy did or because my mom did, this mm-hmm. is what my partner will do. And so there's an opportunity always, as Dr. John has mentioned, for, for communication to say, hey, I know this is what we saw or what we did not see. What are we envisioning for our unit? What are we envisioning for our home? That's usually where I start couples in that conversation. Yes, you've been informed by culture, by society, by how you were raised. What type of legacy are you wanting for your household? And then how do you build toward that by having that conversation? I think there's also an element of people just not wanting to do things. 
And so thinking, look, you have someone in your, in your corner now. You have your partner, per se, and you're just not willing to do the work. You're not willing to put in the effort. And that's the conversation Dr. John and I have all the time about our clients. Yeah. So many people don't want to put in the effort. And so there is no shared responsibility. It's what you're going to do and what I feel like doing. You know, and there's no balance. And that's the main thing. We, when we think about shared responsibility, we want to think about balance. We want to think about contribution. We want to think about equity. You know, one of the reasons why we kept running into this last week is because a lot of shared responsibility is also about fairness. Yeah. There's such a major element of fairness and negotiation that goes into figuring out whose responsibilities are what mm-hmm. and how we keep these things balanced, how we keep this feeling equitable. If I'm waking up every day and I feel like I have to take care of the kids, take the kids to work, um, have to come back home and do all the cleaning, and all you have to do is go to work and then come home, yeah, that doesn't quite feel equitable to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a great point because I, I think when it comes to responsibilities, I think we can all agree that um, responsibilities, they technically are weighted, right? Like parenting, like that's a different weight of effort yeah. and time yeah. versus washing the dishes, right? right? So I think some of the things sometimes couples run into is that they're trying to equate things that aren't necessarily uh, uh, equal. You right. know, I'll go that route. Yep. And and so, like, I'm sure we all, like, I, I've been in many sessions with couples where they're like, well, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then, you know, you have the one partner's like, yeah, I mean, I, I do my thing. I, I do the dishes. And I'm like, well, that's good. Very critical. But when your partner is like, you know, raising the kids and then like they're also doing like eight loads of laundry. I mean, like those two in and of itself could take a day consistently. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to be better about not uh, brother. Rick, you always talk about it like that tit for tat. And I yeah. think that's where I'm trying to allude to shared responsibilities for some reason, superficially y'all always gets to this tit for tat. Well, I do this and you do that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, but you didn't do this, even though I did that. Exactly. Like, guys, Let's yeah. expand this conversation, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the dynamic is also to consider strengths, right? What are you really good right. at or what do you not, Great what do point. you do better, right? I talk to Great couples point. a lot about, you know, if you are very meticulous about how you like things done, maybe that's, those are the things that you do, right? Because Great it has point. to be done a certain way in order to be done by your standard. It's not fair for you to ask your partner to do that thing, knowing that they're not going to do it the way you want it done. And then for you to be nitpicky and critical about how Great it was point. done. Right. I think that's the other piece of it, right? Well if you're going to judge and critique the thing that your partner has done that you've asked them to contribute, where's the incentive for them to want to keep helping and supporting the household, the shared responsibility, if it's going to be nitpicked and critiqued the whole way through. So it's really about figuring out, you know, what are the things that are important to me that have to be done this way? And so I can do those things, but then I can also delegate or we can negotiate the other options and things that need to get done. Another thing to go with that too is not everything, there's not, there are things in the household that no one actually wants to do. And recognize that whether you're good at it or bad at it or whatever, they have to get done. And so you can't just sit back and say, well, you know, I don't like doing that. Well, guess what? Your mate probably doesn't like doing it either. Who likes cleaning the bathroom? Who who gets up and says, hey, I can't wait to clean the bathroom today? Nobody I know. But guess what? <laughs> Somebody got to clean the bathroom. I'm not you know, it has to get done. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's, a, there's a whole other piece to this as well. And, and you know, this is, this is my my major thing is recognizing that we don't live by in our society we don't live by these old traditional models anymore mm-hmm. you know I, I think people are really trying to hold on to that and you know when we get into gender roles we get into um you know provider roles and how people see themselves within the household and think well this is my way of contributing i don't really have to do much else because this is what i do that's not the standard anymore. And for, you know, particularly for black households, that never really was the standard. You know, I, I can, I, I'm, I, I'm, I got a lot I want to say about that. I want to hold off a little bit. But what do you guys think about the role of gender roles and how that plays a part in the ideas around shared responsibility? Mm-hmm. For me, this is like the essential conversation that should happen or is beneficial to have rather than it should during that premarital space, right? During that courtship season, because then you get a sense of like what your partner's thoughts and ideas are about how life is going to look in the house with you. 
right? So often we are just so enamored by the look and feel of the dating space that we're not having those conversations. Right. And so then we yep. get to the space of marriage and we're like, oh, so you don't do laundry and you don't pick up your clothes. Oh, and you don't do dishes. Anything else you don't do? Oh, you don't go to work every day. Right. Oh, you don't plan to pay bills on time. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Like, but well, we don't have any of those conversations. So again, it goes back to that vehicle of communication where we're getting really clear about what are the responsibilities? What are the roles? How are we dividing them and sharing them? And then of course, as Dr. John mentioned, there's the flexibility because seasons of life impact how we can show up and do the things. Right. And sometimes that might require hiring some help to get some of the stuff done, yeah. outsourcing it to somebody else, you know, bartering it like, hey, if you do this for my family, we'll do this. Like people do, you know, like car share things, right? Where mm-hmm. we will do drop off and pick up or carpool for the kids. That's one less thing that we might have to do daily that we can support somebody else. And so we can find some ways to, as my one of my clients says, we can find some workarounds for getting yeah. these things done. Indeed. But as you suggested, they're not always enjoyable or things that we look forward to. Right. Absolutely things that we must do. We can't have, you know, I used to joke about having sea creatures come out of the bathtub. That's not acceptable. <laughs> Somebody's got to get in there with some kind of cleaning solution and get like, to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we got to like figure sleeve, out. Sleeves rolled up and all. I mean, yes. seriously. You know, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate uh, this conversation. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be frank. I think mainly because of like the research like I've done and just like I, I just just researching a lot of fathers and just black fathers and just young men of color as they transition to adulthood. One of the biggest things that come up in the research all the time is macro level situations right so you look at the economy i mean like it's a it's one of the biggest thing that dictates one's ability to function within the family that's right. fact it's right. not just men it's it's, it's everybody right. and so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie what i've done with my couples is um uh, especially my black couples is i have to kind of give a very lay person's uh, overview of like how the economy has changed and the reason why i do that um it's not to be like some professor or whatever but it's honestly to like let people know that when you start Start talking about like well my mom and dad did this or my grandfather that's a completely different economy it's not just a different time our economy does not work like that like you are working completely different hours but so is your partner and so there right. needs to be some compassion and grace here to like really start to extend yourself because i think sometimes men get trapped in the well the provider role is this exclusive role and research doesn't really show that point number one point number two research also shows not just in literature around men and their roles but also when you look at um couples and marital satisfaction that even over time um, intimacy is built through things such as shared responsibilities that that yep. women respond better when their male partners are helping around the house you know how many times i've been in session and and, and i've and i've had you know wife girlfriend or fiance say that like yeah i get turned on when i see them doing the dishes exact same thing you know, yeah. then I tell that brother, you better start busting suds. Like you better start moving because you was right. just complaining about lack of intimacy. Yeah. But if you right. know those suds, turn her on, man, get the Ajax and get it rolling. Because at the end of the day, you can't sit there and say um, to, to Sister Erica's point that there has to be some workarounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's all connected. I even love like how she brought up the that I see more and more couples doing the outsourcing. Cause you know why? Like sometimes the time just really isn't there. That's and so true. the time that is there, most couples want to spend it together, mm-hmm. but now we got to do it. Cause, uh, but now we have to clean and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, you could be, you could outsource it and now spend that time together. So I, I bring that up because what brother Reek and sister Erica is talking about is kind of to the macro level. I just wanted to kind of pull our listeners back and say, part of this is governed by the economy is governed by a completely different time and people's work hours, schedules is just conflicting more and more but it doesn't have to create conflict in a relationship around shared responsibilities and i think the other part too is the reality of it you know you talk about that macro level let's pull back and look at the history of it black families don't reflect that traditional model that that western civilization pushes black women have always worked in america black women have always worked they were side by side with men in the fields or in the house wherever we were working but we were working. Go to school. Everybody was working. Go to school. You know, right. when, when and during um, during slavery, black women have always been there. There had been times in American history after slavery where black women could get jobs as domestics, where their husbands couldn't get jobs mm-hmm. at all. And so, after black World women War II is a great example. Yeah, that's where you saw the biggest influx of women, especially women of color, getting into the field. It's like yeah. post World War II. Yeah, and so black women have always played a role of providing for the household. Mm-hmm. So the mentality for men to black men in particular to come around saying, well, I just want to be a provider and not have to contribute anything else. Well, 
That's not the reality of it. And especially now, you want to talk about the change in economies. Black women are getting, you know, more graduate degrees than anybody else. Black women, black women's earning potential in our community is so much more, um, is so much higher than black men's. The dream that you're going to be coming in as the the sole provider, you know, I mean, even the major provider, is mm-hmm. not the reality of it. So to think that all you have to do is come and go to work, come home, and contribute, you know, your paycheck, and you don't have to do anything else. That's not your reality and never has been. There may have been brief times and in and, and small areas of our community where that may have looked like what it was. But for the most part, that hasn't been our reality. So you have to get away mm-hmm. from that thought process and recognize, hey, you live in a much more equitable community, much more equitable household where your contributions aren't just financial. You have to give of your time. You have to give of, yeah. you know, you have to help take care of the kids. You have to clean up the house. You have to um help with the bills or whatever however you got to structure it but you thinking that as a man all you have to do is contribute a paycheck that's not real that's just mm-hmm. not real <laughs> not real it's true yeah it's not, not real, real. Oh. the other piece of that is that emotional presence too i think so often we talk oh, about yeah. when we hear couples talk about you know when i pay the bills i mean i pay the bills there's a roof there's this there's that and the wife or you know woman partner is saying hey yeah but i need to know what you're thinking and feeling right but why I paid the bills? Like, no, that's not, I mean, thank you. Or even sit down and listen to me. Even sit down and listen to me. Right. Hear what I have to say, right? What are you thinking? What are you feeling as the concerns, whatever's going on in our lives or in the global space of things. And so that opportunity to be present because that is a shared responsibility, right? The other thing that we think about as we talk about couples with children who seek to have children is that we get to model what these healthy interactions between partners look like. And if they yeah, don't mm-hmm. ever see us talk about anything other than the bills, then they think that's all there is to relationship. Right. If they don't ever see the moments of affection or kindness or gentleness or, you know, the the sincere, you know, interaction between two partners, then they, they will have a skewed view of what that love relationship can look like. And so it's really important to consider how we show up one, you know, with each other and also for each other from that emotional space, that idea of giving and receiving, um, you know, that idea of the reciprocity that happens in that space, mm-hmm. in addition to the tasks of home. And also recognize that, you know, those tasks aren't as, and again, I'm sorry, I feel like we beat up on men a lot and it's, it's not our goal, but I want guys to hear this. You contributing around the household isn't you helping your wife can you say that one more time you contributing <laughs> you actually doing things around the household Such isn't as parenting you, is parenting doing the dishes you <laughs> yeah. know it's you're not, not babysitting your you're kids. not babysitting right yeah. exactly you're, yeah, not, you're babysitting. not babysitting your kids right like yeah this yeah, is you being crazy. a contributor to the household Absolutely. these are exactly we're talking the word yeah. these are your responsibilities you're not helping yeah. anybody out is this not your house? Oh, it is. Okay, so you're helping somebody take care of your house? No, you are contributing your your time and your effort with your home. Yeah. These are shared, again, shared responsibilities. You're not helping anybody out. So don't think mm-hmm. that, well, you know, well, maybe I need to help her out more. No, 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 no. You're not helping her out more. You are taking care and responsibility for what needs to be done in the household. It's not... <laughs> It's, it's not no you ain't helping nobody yeah and, and, yeah i know right no you are right. um and 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 i think and i think the other thing i see often i think over the years as a clinician is when when it's not shared responsibility and then you have one partner that has now become i hate to say like a burden it's almost like you know you hear the language around like i feel like i have mm-hmm. one three you know, five kid. children right yeah right, right. you know we'll like be, like yeah. that that's very disheartening oh, i mean yeah. I, mm-hmm. I i i i like it's not just as a clinician is that disheartening mm-hmm. but i also think personally um you you, you think about like how much more stress is mm-hmm. added um, and, and I also want to go the distance to what Sister Erica was saying. That even includes the shared responsibility when it comes from an emotional standpoint. I mean, it's, you know, especially for couples that have kids. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's an emotional, mental, spiritual, physical task, like, day in and day out. Who in the world wants to go through that with a full-grown adult? I mean, like, that's very discouraging, right? And so that's where I, th- I think sometimes couples get stuck because it's like when you're the partner, 
getting pummeled like that like how do you talk about it without that anger how do you talk about it without that resentment you know we talk many times about like earlier conversations you know like sister erica was saying if you can have it during a premarital stage like great do it but even if you do i always trust my couples keep having it right right it's not one and done it is a revision we need to revise this conversation people think go ahead I'm sorry. No, I was like, yeah, because life happens and life changes. And what we need in this season is different from the last time we had this conversation. So when it is a living, breathing conversation, then that works. Yeah, people act like they're trying to people people act like they're, they're signing contracts and they have to stick to the same contract for the rest of their lives. Like, no, this is yeah, not a contract. Real. You had one discussion ten years ago. Things for have real. changed. And we, we can't stress that enough. Things change. You have mm-hmm. to evolve, your responsibilities have to evolve with the time. And you can't think for a moment that you don't have to grow along with your relationship. Mm-hmm. Your relationship yeah. is meant to grow. Yeah, Dr. John, you made a point a moment ago just about um, the dynamics between you know uh, men and women in the household. And one of the things that I've heard women say when they feel like they've had to take the brunt of things and feel like maybe they're parenting now their husband and getting them to do certain things is that that's not attractive, right? So how can I right. be sexually engaged with you when Correct. I feel like I'm having to mother you? Like, no. how, how dare you? Like, how dare you ask right. me for that? Right. Say, it for, like, say it louder for the people like, in the back. Right, like how, that's not sexy. That's not attractive. We just said that your contribution to the household, doing the dishes, the laundry, helping with doing taking care of the kids, not helping, but taking care of the kids in whatever ways have you've agreed to within the relationship, those things are more appealing. Those things are more inviting for those yes. moments of connection, yes. not me having to be on you about stuff, right? And so it's just that acknowledgement that things are all connected. This, you doing the dishes, me doing this, we paying bills, raising the kids, all of this is connected and makes for this full wheel that is complete that allows us to move forward through life together in a way that feels good. One thousand percent. And I think I joke with my wife sometimes and I and I'm always like, babe, our, our job as clinicians sometimes is to put create those links as Sister Erica was talking about, because not everyone gets it. They think of these things as isolated situations and events. They're like, well, why am I not getting intimacy? Why am I not getting sex? And then, and I, I said this in, the, in our last uh, week's show, um, Brother Rick will tell you, and I'm like, well, if I if I have been busting my tail, right. cleaning, cooking, taking care of the kids, doing all kinds, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to jump on your back. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. And it's not just physically tired. I may not even have like the energy emotionally to even get myself there. You know what I mean? And so I really appreciate you like saying that because I think those links have to keep being created. We have folks who keep coming in. They're just like, I I don't get it. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to walk you through it. But you need to accept, to Brother Reek's point, you need to accept that this is the reality. You can't say, well, why is intimacy tied to shared responsibilities? Well, we just spent 30 minutes doing it, okay? You know what I mean? Like we literally just spent 30 minutes doing it. And no, and some joke is like Brother Rick and I joke all the time. And some people are like, well, you know, um, I, I don't I, I don't feel that way. And da da da. And Brother Rick and I always joke, and it's like, well, that's why you're here with us. Right. That is exactly, <laughs> exactly. that's why you're on my couch right now. You're right here in my couch, either virtually or in person. Your yeah. tail is right here where mm-hmm. you need to be because you're not getting it. Right. You know, and so I really appreciate you like underscoring that a lot. That, that that's really deep. And I don't think people recognize that by sharing in the responsibility around the house, by contributing, that actually helps enhance the emotional intimacy because the other person yeah. feels cared for. They feel taken care of when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing around the house. Now, again, not that you're helping that the things that you're supposed to be doing, you know, but that all goes to enhance the emotional intimacy. So when we hear our, our wives say, yes, I am turned on when I see my husband, you know, doing the dishes. That is about that emotional intimacy right there. You know, you're tapping into something that can transfer over to the physical intimacy. But if you're, you're, you're missing that emotional link, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it, you know, um, consistently. And this goes back to something Erica was saying, too, just in terms of the, the emotional side of being responsible, that we're not just talking about chores yeah. and household activities, yeah. but also the responsibility that you have to your mate and that... We are, you know, again, communications. We have to um, have conversations. And so my contribution to our, the success of our, our relationship also has to do with how we communicate. You know, am I actually present with you when we're spending time together, when we're spending quality time together? Am I listening to what you're telling me when you come in, <laughs> when you come in home when I, or when I come home? 
and I think a lot, again, I see guys doing this a lot. You have in your head that because I'm contributing financially, I don't have to do anything else, including hear the words that are coming out of my wife's mouth. Mm-hmm. No, that is a major part of sharing and responsibility because you have to hear each other. You have to be emotionally present for each other. But we don't think about yeah. that part. We think about, okay, well, you know, um, I'm, 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 well, I'm doing dishes now, but are you still not listening to what she's saying? Mm-hmm. Or for her, are you still treating him, you know, like an infant? Yeah. You know, how are you guys actually mm-hmm. interacting that shows that you're both present and being responsible for um, how this relationship continues to develop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole notion of respect is so essential, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, that's the other shared responsibility is that we respect each other. Right. And respect is carried in how we speak to each other. It's carried not just in the words we use, but our tone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I've talked to women, myself included, about our tone, right? We can be very sometimes aggressive. Yeah. And I don't know that we're intending to be aggressive at times, but the need to check my tone. And yeah, I've yeah. done that with clients. Like, sis, check your tone. Say that again differently. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, not like that. Not right. like that. Your neck is, your neck is moving. Move. Keep your neck steady. Keep your neck steady and say it again. Right? right. This idea of really considering how we're speaking to our partner, because that plays a role too, again, in terms of motivating them. I was going to say, the notion I tell the sheriff with couples is, you know, performance review on our jobs, whatever kind of job we've ever worked, we've had some sort of performance review. Right. And the review is usually based upon the job description we were hired to do. Correct. Correct. And generally they're telling us how well we're doing for said job description. People, couples will sometimes say, I get tired of having to ask somebody to do something they're supposed to do. Yes, I understand that. And your job performance review is the same. Yeah. They are telling you that you're doing the job you're supposed to do. And right, so as much right. as it can be annoying at times to ask your partner to do the things that you've asked them to do before, it's also just as reinforcing to say, I appreciate that you do the dishes, that you bathe the kids, that you, you know, do the laundry, that you pay the bills on time, that you, whatever the things are, showing that appreciation, not because you have to, but because it's kind. It's a kind thing yeah. to do. If somebody holds the door for you, say thank you. It doesn't you don't lose anything in that. And I right. think sometimes we lose so sight of the fact that we can commend and celebrate each other's efforts to share the responsibility simply by saying thank you for, or I appreciate that you fill in the blank with whatever your partner is doing that adds value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What wh- question, what role does decision-making play in share responsibility? That's a big one. Yeah, decision making, I think it's like uh, that's a that's an episode in of itself because <laughs> you ain't lying. Right. You know what legit, I mean? Like, legit. like, like, like decision making like this, this it's and, and I, I appreciate you bringing it up because I have to actively talk to clients about this. Like, so I'll ask a couple, right, whatever their arrangement is, I'll say, can you guys walk me through how that decision was made? Mm-hmm. And sometimes if not most of the time i don't know about you guys sometimes they're like well you know some folks talk about it and they decide other times people are like well we just kind of naturally fell into this we didn't really talk about it it was just kind of assumed um that you know this person liked it and and i'm kind of doubling back to what sister erica was saying earlier i think sometimes with share responsibility people get taken advantage of okay Mm -hmm. and what i mean by this is so let's say you're really good at laundry what ends up happening is because you're good at laundry doesn't mean you want to do laundry by yourself all the time. You see what I mean? Right. I yeah. see that happen a lot. And then and then the other part is like, well, they told me they like to do the laundry. So I really think that they really needed my help. And it's like liking to do it and then having to do it are two separate things. It carries different emotional effort. Right. Mm-hmm. And who in the world, when you think about a marriage, a relationship, a committed relationship, there's nothing about those kinds of words that that speak to individuality for mm-hmm. the most part. It's a partnership. You you intentionally are working alongside to you, Sister Eric. It's it's a job evaluation. Part of the job job description is how well do you work with others, especially one other person who you are connected to. And if you are failing in that realm, then you really t- you really need to come to grips because at the end of the day, decision making can't be well. One person keeps making it, and the other person keeps accepting it, or we keep bashing. Like decision making, I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I hope it didn't seem like I was going off a tangent, but it just that that decision making comment really triggered something in my mind that keeps coming up with couples and 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 some of them do it okay just need some fine tuning others aren't really making decisions jointly and others are just kind of like well we naturally fell into it to me that's scary y'all i don't know about y'all but that's really scary yeah 
Yeah, the idea that you would just naturally fall into something and then not question it or have a conversation even after you realize there's a pattern, right? So yeah, acknowledging like, hey, you know, does this work is sometimes a great right. question. This is Amazing how we've been question. doing it. Does this still work? <laughs> because, you know, if it doesn't, we can make adjustments. And if it does work, then that's fine. But I think to your point about people being taken advantage of or, um, you know, we fall into things. And so that need to reevaluate and say, hey, this is the way things have been going. Does this work? I think it's helpful too to kind of think about, um, you know, writing out all the stuff that has yeah. to be done yeah. and like literally seeing it on a whiteboard yep. or a big sheet yep. of paper and right. like every single thing, like the trash, the laundry, the dishes, the bills, everything. Yep. Because I don't know that we realize how much we do individually Correct. and share. <laughs> right. So oh, indeed. We're just getting stuff done. Indeed. We don't really oh. realize like this is a long list. I saw this Yo. TikTok or reel today of a couple and it's not it's a play on things, but yeah. there's a woman who is sitting in the role of a man and the husband is doing all the stuff with the kids. So he's trying to cook. He's got a kid on his hip. He's putting laundry in. She's playing a video game off to the side. She's eating food. She leaves her plate, leaves the table, goes and like, like chills on the sofa with her phone. Just supposed to be like this role reversal yeah. thing that you yeah. can agree or disagree with. But this idea is that these are all of the things that are happening in our in our home sometimes, and we're not we're oblivious to it because we're not aware of all of the things that we're doing. We don't get to see from the morning, from the time we wake up until the time we close our eyes again. There are millions maybe of things that we've had to do and decisions that we've had to make about those things. Right. right. We talk about there's been some research about the mental math that moms do. Mm. Right. We're planning, planning for the daycare, pickup, drop off, planning for the time I have my meeting. I need to get across town to get you the time mm. I need to make. I need to do all these things. I got to put dinner in the oven by this time so we can eat by this time. So the kids are in bed by this time. And then you want sex. OK, wait. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going exactly. <laughs> to exactly. need some help. Right. Exactly. And then the other thing is women sometimes don't ask for help. Right. Because Correct. maybe we've been conditioned Correct. or we've been taught or disappointed or overly disappointed or been disappointed. Yeah. That's the other piece, yeah. too. Yep. So it's all of these elements that if we don't make room for the conversations, we instead make room for the resentments to build. And that's great not point. our intention. Yeah. But that's great what tends great to point. Great point. Yeah. That's a great point. When I think about decision making, you can't get away from problem solving, how you actually problem solve and how you make decisions. I think one of the things that we come into an issue with with our couples is that a lot of them don't know how to problem solve well and they don't do it well together. They haven't learned the basic skills of problem solving um, throughout their lives. And, you know, you make these snap decisions, but don't think about the process. You know, Erica, you laid out all the things that need to be done in a household. Well, do you think about all the different ways you can do things in the household? And so just taking things step by step and saying, okay, well, let's just focus on the laundry. All right. Let's not think about everything we have to do in the house. Let's not just, you know, bring in everything at one time. Let's focus on one thing at a time. All right, whose job is it to do the laundry? Well, it's going to be between you and me. Who has a better, you know, who plays, who knows how to do it better? Who knows how to make sure that the right detergent is is, is bought and, mm-hmm. and put in there? Who knows how to fold best? Okay, well, what are the ways that we can both contribute to making sure that this gets done? And so there's a whole process to making the decision that we often skip over mm-hmm. and just say, well, you do it, you know. Or, you know, getting feeling like you're getting so bogged down in the details that you don't even want to think about it. Well, okay, well, just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you just you get, give up on it. But you can't. Oh, I when hate it comes- that. <laughs> I hate that one, man. <laughs> oh, man, it burns me. We talked about that last week. And 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 I think I think most people do it, so I'm not going to make it about, like, you know, men or women or whatever. But, man, it's such a trigger when you're trying to problem solve or make a decision and, you know, one person's like, you know what, I'm just over it. Let's just do just whatever give you want to do. I'm like, yo. You're defeated. <laughs> yeah, you're defeated like- trying to make a decision. Yo, are we I'm in this g- together or not? For real, for real. <laughs> are you? That's the question. Yo. Are you? And I think I that's mean, the problem. I, yeah, and, the and, and, and yeah. right, and 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 so I always normalize to to Brother Reed's point. Problem solving is hard. Decision making is hard. And and I always joke with my couples, and I always say, look, right, it's it's easier when you buy yourself. You do it the way you want to do it. You do it when you want to do right. it. Right. But then when you, you got somebody else who's supposed to be your partner, there has to be compromise, which means that you need space for conversation. You And there also needs to be compromise. There needs to be compassion. I think there needs to be a lot of empathy and also needs to be flexibility, man. Like mm-hmm. Brother Reed brought this up 
either either last episode or episode, a couple episodes ago, um, I think Sister Erica brought it up too. It's just the whole notion of like, look, sometimes we we need to get help where we can get it. And if you're expecting your partner to literally do the laundry exactly the way you do it, look, sometimes it's good to sometimes take that L and be like, okay, at least the laundry got done. Okay, we'll double back together and do it. And we'll fold it the way we can. But at least that's one thing too that we can knock out off the list. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's 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 pretty hard. But I also want to like normalize um for our audience. Like problem solving is hard. Decision making mm-hmm. is hard. But it doesn't have to be conflictual and combative all the time, though. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the that's the thing right there. Right. Yeah, the the idea of putting systems in place so that we can talk through the decision making because, as we know, there's decision making fatigue when you feel like so much of it Correct. falls to you. You just get Correct. tired of having to decide. You know what? Like even what are we going? What are we? Where, what are we going to have for dinner? Or where are we going for dinner? I don't know. Pick a place. Just, just right. whatever. Right. We can have cereal for dinner if you ask. Yeah. Me. I don't. I, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, you both kind of hinted on this a little bit. Um, just bringing up the term flexibility. What what does it mean to be flexible when it comes to sharing in the responsibilities of a relationship? Hmm. What does it mean? Think of it as the remind the acknowledgement that there's not only one way to do something, mm-hmm. and that you know you have a way and I have a way, and then there are other ways. Right. It's like your way and my way are not the only ways we can do things. Right. Um, so really kind of being curious, like, well, what is your way? How would you do it? And then hearing from your partner and then sharing what, the, what your way would be and finding of the two or maybe exploring other ways, what might be most feasible for us as a couple in the unit? What would be, you know, what would be manageable for us? And so really being open-minded to the idea that your partner has some ideas that may be great. You have some ideas that are great. And then there may be some other ideas to consider too. Um, and really just kind of being open to, not having it be your way, I think that's the biggest part, as Dr. John has mentioned. When we're single and individual or not in a committed relationship, whatever we want is the way it goes. But when we're in a shared space and a partnership, right. it cannot always be my way. And we cannot respond like a little toddler who is upset in the sandbox and takes their toys and Correct. decides, I'm not playing with you anymore. Like, <laughs> we got to decide, okay, wait, I have two shovels and a bucket. You hold one shovel, I'll hold the other shovel. We can play together still. Or let's go together and find some other tools that we can use at the playground <laughs> if we go with that analogy, right? Because like, we can spot do it. On. Right. Yeah, we can figure it out together. And so sometimes that is the, the benefit that we bring to couples is helping them to see how they can do this together. I think that's the piece of flexibility. It's like acknowledging that your way and my way, and then there are other ways too. Yeah. I, I, I think... Um... And, and I'm not trying to take us off course, but as Sister Erica was like talking, I also think like a really good thing when thinking about shared responsibility, because these things are like every day and they're draining and stuff like that. I, I as Sister Erica was talking, I was saying to myself, like, you know, what's also missing that could really help in, in, in so many different ways. It's just um, I hope this makes sense. It's like that ongoing positive feedback that you give to your partner. People want to feel appreciated. People don't want to do the dishes. But if sometimes you just walk by, you kind of be like, yo, I appreciate you. You know, like you doing those dishes. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I mean, because because like because when you talking about children, I was like, well, what do you do with children? Sometimes you yeah. got to root children on yeah. as they're taking on tasks that they don't like. Right. So they can be complaining. But but forget the complaining. Say, so you know what? I know you don't like to do this, but the fact that you're standing at that sink and you're trying means the world to me i'm so proud of you man those things matter mm-hmm. and i don't care if you're an adult i know that can keep me motivated mm-hmm. i start scrubbing that pan a little bit harder i'm like <laughs> okay good my wife get you know that positive reinforce that mm-hmm. feedback man and, and it's not about because sometimes we have folks who do even when a per, even when their partner's trying they're like you're not doing it right you're not doing it faster and i'm like man that's taskmaster uh-huh. all right yo for real like you know don't oversee do it sometimes i have to say like look during the during the course of getting these shared responsibilities done why not give some feedback to your partner mm-hmm. show some appreciation verbal or sometimes stop what you're doing and go give them a hug and be like thank you i know it's hard i know you didn't want to do this but you're doing it for me and you're doing it for us i appreciate man those small things go yeah. a long way y'all yeah. so i just wanted to stress that as well yeah on the other side of that too that i hear from clients all the time is that you know if i am putting effort forward i'm actually doing things if even if you don't acknowledge it at least stop complaining about it all the time or stop complaining about oh, it so yeah. much <laughs> 
<laughs> yo, you know, you know, yo. So, so why are you always complaining? Like the the, the, the lack of balance in between the appreciation and the critiques right. that yo. that really hurt people the most. Yeah. You sure. know, so it's like, yeah. okay, well, okay, if you're not gonna show me the appreciation, that's fine. But Correct. don't sit up here and complain all the time, Correct. too. If you're going to complain, at least acknowledge I am doing things because it feels like mm-hmm. you're kind of catastrophizing, saying, hey, everything's wrong. You're not doing anything. Well, that's not the case. That's so at least case. show right. me at least show me the appreciation and the criticism or neither. Yeah. yeah. We te- there's a natural tendency for us to just be so focused on what's not going well. Right. Like we have to Correct. be super intentional. I think about when I used to teach um, students, as John mentioned, with children, you would have to catch them being good and highlight that. Yeah, right, right, right. right. You're doing an amazing job keeping your hands to yourself. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> right? You're doing right. an amazing job doing the thing you've agreed to do. Yeah. It is making a world of difference. Thank you so much for, you know, bringing in the groceries. Thanks for putting the things away. Thanks for bathing the kids and getting them off to bed. Thanks for doing stories tonight. Mm. Whatever it is, the little Correct. things, Correct. It, it matters to your partner. Even if they Correct. don't say, hey, can you tell me thank you? And can right. you say these things to me? Right. They're not going to tell you, I don't need to hear that. Right. They're and gonna appreciate it, right? They're gonna feel that and know spot on. that there's a level of care and concern. And that's what we're speaking about again with this idea of the emotional responsibility. We're acknowledging that it matters to you when I speak words of affirmation, when mm-hmm. I am speaking kind mm-hmm. words to you. Mm-hmm. And not just about my feelings and the fact that you listened, but about our our shared living arrangement. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here. I am grateful for you. You know, and the wrong response to that is, well, it's your responsibility anyway. I shouldn't have to tell you. I shouldn't have to say thank you. You know, that's the part that kills me. You like, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to yeah. do. Why don't, why don't, <laughs> why, why, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You know, we don't need to hear from you right now. But, yeah. but so go- in session, I say that to them. I say, how helpful do you think that is? Right. Thank you. Exactly. So or, that that's what he's supposed and, to do. And the, off, the offshoot of that, what I also say is, so help me to understand how, how that, um, how how that comment gets you closer to whatever intimacy you was looking for. Tell right, me. right. Tell me. And right. then they sit there looking looking stupid and dumb. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because that doesn't make sense. Right? You 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 you're incongruent. You said a couple of a couple of minutes ago, I'd like to have more intimacy with my partner. But then when you critique them when they're trying, they're trying on, on something that you both agreed upon, then you you give critique. And then you're kind of like, well, I don't know why I'm not getting it. Look, words of affirmation are powerful. Yeah, and, are. And, and, and that's why I brought it up, because when Sister Erica was talking, I was like, yes, because it's the same for adults. And I'm going to say it again. Don't just do it with your kids. Do it yeah. with your partner. Adults, we have feelings, too. Your partner has feelings. Yeah. So those words of affirmation, those appreciations, man, they go a long way. Yeah. And, you know, just to get back to the the point about flexibility, when I think about flexibility, I, I also think about fluidity. And recognizing that things have to get done, you know. And so if you have it in your mind that you're only going to do this, if you're living such a rigid lifestyle with someone else and think this is the only thing that I have to do. Well, we we had a conversation about, you know, what our our responsibilities are around the household. And and he said that all I have to do this or she said all I have to do is this. And so, if yeah, if I I see there's dirty dishes, but it's not my day to do dishes, well, I'm not going to do them. Um, Yeah. You have to sometimes jump in there even when your partner mm-hmm. isn't doing things and not be resentful about it. Yes, Recognize, exactly. again, it's still your responsibility. It may not be on paper what you agree to, but Great keeping point. the house together is still your responsibility. Great point. Okay, they didn't pay the bills on time. Well, okay, you might have to jump in there even though you agree that it was their responsibility to pay the bills. Well, you know what? To keep out of financial trouble, you might have to jump in there and pay the bills. Yeah. Okay. You you can't sit back and say that these are the only responsibilities that I decide that we decide I'm gonna take on and this is all I'm gonna do. No, you have to be a little bit fluid because things change. In the moment things change. Things aren't gonna look the same day after day. And so sometimes you have to take the responsibility on yourself to jump in there and cover the things that your mate may not be doing in the moment and, and do it and in a way that you're not getting mad and resentful. Exactly. And, and 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 but let me also say to that point, which is an amazing point, is that there are it's communication. There are ways to bring that up if you are feeling some kind of way. Right. Yeah. And right. for me, the, right. the first thing that comes to my mind is if you got to cover a bill or, or if you're, or you had to step in and do the dishes or whatever. All you have to do for the most part is just go to your partner and say, like, hey, is everything OK? Right. I just wanted to check in with you. 
I noticed that like I came home and the dishes weren't done. And I know we agreed about you doing the dishes, but when, but when I saw they weren't done, my first instinct was to ask, are you okay? And what's going on? Create that space. Don't focus on the behavior. It didn't get done. You don't know what your partner's going through. Sometimes we go through our daily lives and we, we sometimes assume that we know what's going on with our partner. And then when you see the behavior not done, we jump on that behavior. That's wrong. I even say, don't even do that with kids. It's better to sit down and kind of say like, hey, okay, your homework didn't get done. We'll get to that. Sit down and talk to me. What's going on? Right? What's going on? And sometimes like that's a better way. And then it works you easier to talk about the behavior and then say something like to, to Sister Erica's point earlier to Brother Reek's point now is. So based on what I'm hearing, do we need to revise or rethink the way right. the dishes is being done? Damn. You see how that works? <laughs> that's exactly how it works. Folks. Right. It's not that hard. Right. And that kind of folds back into the whole fairness piece, too, because I can't tell you how many times I have clients say, well, when I do the dishes, you know, uh, or when I cook, I do the dishes at the same time. Why can't my mate do the same thing? It's like, and you know this about them. You've been with them for years and you know this. You still complain about the same thing. So you may have to jump in there and do the dishes, even though they're the ones cooking. You still might have to do the dishes. And why are you complaining about it at this point? You know, yeah, you don't want them, to, but nobody wants to. And obviously, they're not doing it. It starts to get done. Not saying you don't have a conversation. This is part of the communicating mm-hmm. and the yeah. negotiating. But mm-hmm. you have a conversation about it if you feel a particular way about the situation. But it still has to get done. You know, yeah. And, and yeah, it may not seem fair that you have to clean up after your cooking and theirs. But the fact of the matter is, it's still your kitchen just as much as it's theirs. And the work has to get done. That has mm-hmm. to get done. Good point. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, no. so, you know, we always get into another segment before the show ends. We have what's called Noble Truths. And Erica, I don't know if you ever had a chance to, do, well, you haven't had a chance to do it with us before. But with Noble Truths, what we like to do is give some bullet points about the topics we're discussing for our, for our, our listeners. We want to make sure they leave out of here with some concrete ideas and, and skills from what we've talked about today so you know erica what for you are some major themes of this conversation and some things that you know our listeners really need to take away from this so that they are doing better in their relationships sure i think the first one for me would be create space for communication so that resentment is rooted out there we go because the, the less we talk about things the more resentment opportunities there are there we go mm-hmm how about yeah. you, Dr. John, what you got? Yeah, no, I was really spot on. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Um, and, and so I'll, I'll spin off of that and say, when talking about those things, let's do it in a vulnerable way. Let's stay away from reactive language. Let's stay away from blaming. Um, let's think about using, you know, words like we, right? It's a partnership. And so I, I, I want to stress that. You know, because I know that was one of our biggest points way in the beginning. This is a partnership. Shared means partnership, means joint, right? So it's a process. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think what you really want to keep in mind, too, is that this is not all on one person. It's all about effort. And I can't tell you how often we have these conversations. I mean, John and I talk about all the time. One of the major problems I see with relationships is the lack of effort. And that's Mm -hmm. in every category. Share responsibility is all about the effort that you're putting forward. No, you may not want to do it, but one of the best ways of being able to demonstrate care for your mate is to actually do things that you don't want to do. You know, actually being able to step outside of the little bubble you set for yourself and saying, you know what, this has to get done. Um, I know my, my mate will appreciate this. Let me go ahead and do it. You have to put that effort forward. And so you can't split the responsibility that we all have to, in our household or what, from our the effort that we put in. Yeah. You have to make sure you're always, and you're being, doing, being consistent. You're being intentional mm-hmm. about what you're doing, and you're doing it consistently. You can't just come home and say, all right, well, today I'm going to do the dishes, and that should be good enough for the next month. No. No, it's consistent behavior, consistent effort. That's the thing that shows that you are actually taking responsibility for this. 
You think you do it once or twice and you're good and you don't have to hear from your mate again for another two months? <laughs> well, right. I, you can't say I don't always do it because I did it two months ago. Right. But it, it's, it has to be consistent, you know. So whatever you're doing, and again, it, it may feel painful because you really don't want to do it, but it has to get done. It's really not that painful, all right? That's in your head. You're not dying from it. You're not dying from doing dishes. Um, just go ahead and do it. Put the effort forward and know that you're doing it not because you're looking for some kind of recognition, but you're doing it because this is your responsibility and that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that's another episode of Kings of the Heart. My name is Terry Gomari Walton, joined again by Dr. John Hart and Miss Erica St. Bernard. Erica, how can our listeners either get a hold of you or find out more about you? Sure. So, yes, I am on IG at Your Life's Well. Also, website is the same, www.yourlifeswell.com. Erica St. Bernard, Licensed Clinical Marriage and Family Therapy. You got it. Dr. John, how can our listeners find out what you're doing? Uh, yeah, feel free to, um, you know, check me out on Facebook. Uh, go to the website, www.rccmaryland.com. Um, also, check out our Kings of the Heart website at www.kingsoftheheart.com. Uh, yeah, man, just excited. And it's always great having guests. Sister Erica, it's been a blessing to have you and gracing us with your presence and wisdom. And, uh, man, brother I told Rick, y'all, I, yo, I told you guys she was brilliant. I told y'all. <laughs> y'all better listen to me. I know some brilliant people now. <laughs> oh man, it's always good to see you. Brother Rick, how can we how can we reach you? Well, like John already mentioned, you have kingsoftheheart.com, but you can also find me at tarikomariwalton.com as well as viewsandvibes.com. Then you can find me on IG, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the major sites at Tariq Omari or Tariq Omari Walton. I'm I'm everywhere. But anyway, Erica, great seeing you. Thank you so much for coming on. Brother John, great to see you as always. Always, brother. Always. And, and you guys, enjoy this one. Go back and listen to our old shows. And we have a whole nother topic, one more topic to deal with when it comes to healthy relationships. That's respect. And you'll hear that coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned and take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs>